Hey, what's up, guys? This is Clark Mossman on the Overcoming Fear podcast. And today, I just want to talk to you a little bit about a story in the Bible that really helped me see the effects of fear on our lives. See, many times we think, oh, fear just affects me. It doesn't affect much of my life. Or or maybe you realize how much it does affect here and now. But many of us don't realize the effect fear has on us long term. And even in context of the dreams and the and the future that God has for us, um, that he has placed on our heart. And so, so often we, we walk through our life with, with fear and we're walking along, we're going along and, and we don't step back and say, what effect does this have on the entirety of my life? And for me, I recognize now looking back on my life, how much fear crippled, it really, it paralyzed the dream that the Lord had placed on my heart. But in the moment, I, I wasn't realizing it. And so it's so healthy sometimes to take a step back, to, to take some time and step back and say, all right, do I have fear in my life? And if I do, what effect is it having on the dreams, the destiny that God has placed on me? I realize now that fear is a dream. It's a destiny killer. And we're going to look at that today. And so even in my own life, I grew up, maybe you've heard this, heard my story before. I grew up loving the sport of basketball. I, I, I grew up playing in on my home court at home. I would play for hours every day. I would do all the drills. I would do the dribbling drills and the shooting drills. And then I would go through these uh, imaginary games in my mind where you know I'm the best player and w- the the game is it's going well but we're down a couple points and we're coming down um, to the end of the game and we're, we're down one point and I have the ball in my hands and there there's 10 seconds left and and I dribble to the left dribble to the right I pull up take the shot and I hit the game winner and I, and and the crowd goes wild and and when we win and it's amazing and so I would go through these imaginary games in my head all the time like every single day I would go through these in my head and and I loved it it was like I wanted my dream was to get a basketball scholarship for college for university and then play professionally to play in the NBA and so that was a dream that the Lord had placed on my heart so every single day no joke guys I would spend hours playing basketball working on my skill and just dreaming as a young kid. And so but when I got to uh, middle school and high school, I would I was still doing this. I was practicing every every single day. I would get to the games and something would completely shift. I would get to the games and the we would go through our warm-ups, we'd go through the starting lineups, the announcer would call my name out. I would I'd run out on the floor and the referee would bring the ball to the center of the court, throw the ball up, and the game would begin. And there was something that took place in that moment. All of the sudden, fear began to overtake my mind. And because it overtook my mind, you know, the mind leads to actions. It overtook my actions as well. 
every single time someone would pass me the ball, I would catch it, and these thoughts would begin to come through my mind. What are, what are my teammates going to think about me if I fail? What is my coach going to think about me if I fail? What are my parents? What are all the, the hundreds of fans in the stands? What are they going to think if I fail? And this fear would come over me and it would paralyze my actions. I was a really good player, but nobody saw it and I didn't see it because fear crippled me and I would take the ball and I would just pass it even though I could have scored or I could have been aggressive. And for years and years and years of my life in my basketball career, I was paralyzed by fear and I did not live up to the call on my life. Now, I don't know if I would have ever made it to the NBA or play professionally or whatever, but I for sure think I was good enough to get a college basketball scholarship. But the in these years of my life, in those moments, fear had completely crippled the dream on my heart. And so we actually also see this in the in the Bible with Israel. Right at the beginning, in Genesis 15, God promises Abraham. He says, I'm going to give you this nation, give you, give you this area of land. It was the land of Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey. That's what God was talking about when he talked with Abraham, when he told Abraham this. Now, that was Israel's destiny. That was the people's, that was the dream that they had in their mind, and that was also the destiny of an entire people group. And so Abraham never actually saw this fulfilled. It was actually going to be fulfilled through a future generation. God is actually going to fulfill the destiny through Moses. And so that's what we're going to pick up today. And so in Numbers 13, verse 1, this is what the Lord says to Moses. He says this, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. Okay? So he caught commissions, Moses. He says, it's time. It's time to walk out the destiny. It's time to walk out this multiple hundreds of years you have been waiting. You've been waiting. You've been in bondage in Egypt. You've been all you know going through these terrible situations all of a sudden, God's like, it's time. And so he says, send people to go search it out. And so verses 18, it starts, this is Moses. He's telling the people, see what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it? Or not, do your best to bring back back some of the fruit. Okay, so what Moses is saying here is, guys, we're taking this land. Go see how it is. Go see the land we're about to inherit. And so it actually says in the next verse, these people, the, the spies they sent out, they went and they looked. And what did they find? They, they found exactly what the Lord has said. It's amazing an amazing land. It was, and so they went and they actually did that for 40 days. They searched the land. 
And so it actually says they came back to Moses and the whole Israelites and they told them this. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land which we sent you. And it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. And so they came to Moses and they reported this. They reported this to all of the people. They said, hey, we searched out this land, the the land of destiny. We've seen that the fruit is great. It does flow with milk and honey, just like the Lord had said, just like we were told it is. But is the next word that follows. But what? It says this, but the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. Okay, so he says, what the spies are saying is, oh, there's an amazing land. The land flowing in milk and honey. God, what God said is there. That's exactly what it is. But the enemy is large. And so in that moment, they had a decision to make. Am I going to walk and trust in God's faithfulness and and walk out the dream, the destiny of this people? Or are we going to sulk back in fear? And so let's see what they did. Okay, so thir- uh, chapter 13, verse 31 says this, But the men who had gone up with them said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. And it it's funny. It says, We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. And so... Here, they're making a decision, guys. They said, okay, we're weighing. You know, it is what God said it was, the land. But also, our enemy is really big. And so, they, you can see the choice they were making. They were saying, you know what? The land is great. But the enemy is greater. And because of that, we are actually going to sulk back. And it's a really funny here. The... What I just read, it says, we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. They were, they were just assuming this. They were saying, in our own eyes, we look like grasshoppers. In other words, they were looking at themselves as weak, as small, and they're just assuming like, hey, we look that way to them too. And so fear had already started to cripple this. And they actually, it's really crazy. I'm not going to read the next chapter, but in the next chapter, they go as far to saying is, we should have stayed in Egypt in bondage. If Or if only we could stay in this wilderness. Israel in this moment was saying, I would rather stay in bondage. I would rather go back to Egypt, or I would rather wander in this wilderness forever before I actually conquer my fear and go and take the land which God has called me to. That's what they're saying in this moment. And the Lord is actually, um, just paraphrasing the next, how this ends. God says, you know what? 
I'll give you what you ask for. Nobody is going to inherit this land. And it's actually crazy to see the result of this. The result of their fear. Guys, can you imagine the stories that their great-grandparents and their grandparents told of, you know what, one day our people, we're going to inherit the land God promised to our father Abraham. The dream, like, what if one day we are the people that inherit this land? And now they're given this moment of time saying, you know what, go and look at the land, see that it's great, just like I always said, also see that there's an enemy, but we can conquer them, and you are given a decision, and you decide, nope, I'm going to I'm gonna sulk back in fear, and actually missing, God said, you're not going to see it, you're not going to see this land, I'm actually going to give you what you asked for, think of the regret that you would live in, as Israel continued to wander in the wilderness, outside, right outside the land of destiny. Fear had done what it set out to do, to cripple and to paralyze a generation. Now let me ask you, is there something in your your life where you're allowing your situation, you're allowing fear, you're allowing someone else's um, what what they might say or what they might think if you step out. Are you letting that cripple the dream that God has placed on you? Because I would hate for you and me to, to sit back and to make decisions based off fear and end up like Israel ended up. Guys, I can see in my own life, even with the, the, the story of me wanting to have a career playing basketball, I can see how the enemy crippled that with fear, just like he crippled Israel with fear. And I even resolved in my own life, I am never going to let that happen again. I am never going to let the enemy steal from me the dream that God has put on my heart. And I would encourage you to, to take some time to be introspective and to say, is there an area in my life where this is taking place? And resolve in your heart, this is not going to happen. And so this is part one of a two-part series. Next episode, next week, we are going to look at the next generation. The next generation actually redeemed what their fathers and mothers failed in. And so we're going to see the success story that followed the fear. Because even though, guys, even though sometimes fear can cripple our dream, that doesn't mean it's over. God places new dreams and new destinies. And he actually fulfilled that through this next generation in Israel. And so thank you so much for tuning in. I would really love it if you shared this podcast, even with a friend. Like, tell a friend about this podcast if it's helping you if you're getting a lot out of it i know it can help other people too because the more they people hear the truth it sets them free you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and the more the truth gets out there of who god is who what our identity is the more breakthrough people are going to have so thank you so much tuning in and we'll see you next time